You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Blake Eaton started bicycling with Courage Kenny, a Move United member organization based in Duluth, Minnesota, when he was three years old. When he was eight, he was encouraged to give monoskiing a try. Now a senior in high school, his goal is to one day become a member of Team USA and compete at international alpine races. But in addition to skiing, he has also played other sports, including sled hockey with the Minnesota Wild, and he is on his high school track team. We chat about sports, college, and more. So, Blake, I thought I'd just just uh, start by um, talking, uh, asking you about how did you get involved in sports, and uh, and at what age? So, first time I remember getting involved with sports is when the one of the DSUSA chapters, Courage Kenya, up here in Duluth, um, would be asking and telling my parents, "Hey, we have these all these different sports if you want to come and try." And so, a few of the coordinators they would just constantly ask and bug my parents about, hey, come try this. So when I was about three, I remember them. Well, I don't really remember that much, but they always have told me that um, they, it was my first time actually buy skiing. So, and then I was buy skiing since until I was about eight or so. And then one of the people here would say, you should try model skiing. I think you could do it. And so like the last, week that we participated they finally put me in a monoski and then the next year i was in a monoski and then i guess the rest has been history for monoskiing and then i've done many other sports with um, my high school for track and field and then i do a local hockey club i play for okay and i definitely want to talk uh, obviously a big part of the focus is skiing, but, but I want to delve into some of the other sports then first. So, uh, what do you, uh, what do you do for track? What sport do you participate in with track and field? So I do the 100, the 200 and the 800. I would do the 400, but it's not uh, a state event in Minnesota. So, yeah. Okay. And so how long have you been, um, been racing? I started track and field in seventh grade. And then once I got to high school, I joined the high school track team. And so I had done that, I think seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, I couldn't do, but last year and this year, obviously. So you're a junior this year, right? No, senior. Senior. Okay. So you missed, you weren't able to do it during your junior year. Okay. Yeah. And that was COVID, I assume? Yep. Okay. And, um, how is track and field on on the high school level for an individual with a disability in your state? I know some states are fantastic and supportive, and some states we still have maybe a little ways to go. What? How would you sit? How I'd would say you they're sit? pretty supportive. I mean, it's not a big like. There's not many athletes. Um, for we're di- divided in like different sizes of schools, mm-hmm. and so in my class, they call it. They I only have one other competitor who just graduated this past year, so. I assume this year I'll be by myself, but I know in the other class that there's probably at least five competitors and they pretty much all cover all the, all the um, events. 
the 100, the 200, the 800, the mile, and the two mile. Okay. You can do. So the only event you can't do in Minnesota is the 400. So it's growing, and there are at least some up-and-coming athletes, uh, adaptive athletes. That's great. That's great to hear, you know, because obviously we want to we want to see that and encourage that. So that's that's fantastic to hear. And so obviously you like the low, you like the short distances and the sprints. Uh, yeah. Not into the mile and the two mile. No, I've done the mile once. Never <laughs> done the two mile. And what is it about the short distances and the sprints that you like? Um. Well. I like just going out as hard as I can and as fast as I can. Um, kind of same thing with skiing, like going as fast as I can for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> instead of pacing yourself, you know. Yeah. And um, and, and so then tell, tell me a little bit about the hockey part of your, because obviously that's, is that a winter sport? It is. So how do you, how do you balance uh, two winter sports? <laughs> um well i first got started when i was like 10 because i had a buddy that was like 40 minutes away and he's like hey come try it so i got started in it and then i before i was racing or more into racing i was pretty much like all hockey and then i got transitioned more into racing but i just kind of pick not really pick and choose but like like i may miss a practice or two for skiing races or mm-hmm. vice versa so I just kind of, our practices are on every Sunday down the city. So we have a two hour drive down and back. Um, it's just fun to be in that team, team, like atmosphere and locker room. And I love how fast it is like skiing and I love the physical contact too. Yeah. And, and is that the Twin Cities, Minnesota, Minneapolis? or Minnesota, Minnesota hockey. Yep. Yep. And, um, so obviously you've been skiing since you were at age three. Uh, and um, so when you transit, when you transitioned to monoski, did you pick it up right away? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> um, so they gave me the basics the first time. And then I probably I went to the model camp they have here. It's a three day model camp and people from out West come and have a bunch of volunteers. And that was about halfway through the season or, towards the end of the season of the um, full season that I was trying mono skiing. And it took me until the final day of that mono camp of having someone help me basically the whole day for the first two days to even get myself on out of the bunny hill and on the main run. <laughs> but once I got off in the main run and started feeling more comfortable, I feel like it picked it up a lot more quickly. Well, being able to graduate from the bunny hill in one season, you know, some never do that or some don't, some don't do that. <laughs> and, and what is it about, uh, I think you kind of mentioned the, the speed factor, but what is it about going down, going down a mountain in general? Obviously it's the speed, but also it's the, like the feeling, not only the wind, but like also feeling like I'm just as good, if not better than everyone else on the hill and being able to do it independently and being able to kind of, kind of freeing. And it just helps me, I guess, not discover who I am. I mean, it helped help me do that, but as well, but also helps me just let loose, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And when, um, when was your first ski spec? Um, I was 13. So that was 2017, I think. Okay. Yeah. 2017. And um, how did you, 
How did you learn about, I mean, obviously Courage Kinney is a member organization of Move United, but how did you learn about Ski Spec? How did you, you know, obviously get invited to the race camp and, and how did that all kind of transpire or take place? So I was at one of those, the model camps over the years, um, a couple of the coaches and a couple of my friends, they're like, Hey, we do this. You have to be 13. I think I was mentioned like 11 or 12. <laughs> so I had to wait a year or two, but, um, we think you could do this and you should try it. And so then we had to convince my parents a little bit, but after that, I just decided to do it and I loved it. And so, yeah. And so this will be your fourth year because like uh, track, uh, we didn't have an event. Uh, we had a virtual event, but not an in-person event last year. Um, how has your progression, not only just at ski at the race, ski spec race camp, but also at, you know, at your home mountain, how's the progression been going? So my first year, I kind of did it not for fun, I guess, but kind of like just seeing if I like it of the race aspect. And then, um, I took, was it, and then years, years or two after I decided, you know what, I really could have a future in this and I could see myself doing this down the line. And so I decided to pick up on the training and all the racing. And so last year I went out to, um, Park City, Utah for uh, the Huntsman Cup, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. And I was internationally classified there. And I um, was able to do a race there. And then I also went to nationals last year too, as well, in Winter Park, Colorado. And I finished one GS race. And then um, with like deciding I want to do racing and everything, I got in touch with the local ski able-bodied race club here where I live. And so I've been training with them two or three nights a week off of the year and doing a few races with them as well. And I, I would say, I think for maybe some that are reading the magazine or, or listening to our conversation now, they think it's a winter sport. And so you're focused on just training in the winter. Uh, but let's talk about how you train in the winter, but also I want to talk about how you do train year round for the winter. So let's start with what your training is like in the winter. So winter um, obviously the hockey helps with upper body strength, you know, just doing that and endurance, but for skiing, I, like I said, I train on the race hill through gates, mainly slalom. Cause that's what high school here in Minnesota is but a few nights of GS. And I do that two or three times a week, every week. And then for not like I do some able body races as well. So I kind of treat that as like almost kind of like a race, like training run. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, I do that. So that's pretty much the whole season of the winter season. Okay. And then in spring to stay in shape more, I do some, obviously I do the track and field here and that's every day after school, like an hour and a half. Um, and I also, then for the summer, I, um, it's kind of like, like relaxed time, obviously, but I also do some biking occasionally and uh, just do different activities outdoors and stuff. Yeah, you mentioned, I mean, obviously we t- we've talked about track and field, but it's a great cross training uh, opportunity as well. So uh, mm-hmm. obviously if you're out there pushing and, 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 and racing uh, as hard as you can, and that's going to set you up for, for and help and assist with winter as well. And, um, and so you, you as since you got classified last year and participated in your first nationals, what what 
what would your be, what would your goals or your, uh, what would you like your future to look like? What, what are you kind of aiming for? Well, I would honestly like to increase in the more in the training and the more races. I'd like to take my, I guess not. I'd like to like increase in that and uh, try to like become more serious, I guess. Not serious, but like more keen in on advancing my skills better. And possibly next year in college, I go out there and do a lot of like training with like one of the chapters out there and like every day. And then ideally it'd be eventually team USA. You have your sights on uh, 26 or, or. I mean, that'd be, that'd be amazing, but I don't know. We'll see. I have to really step up everything. Okay. Well, you've got, you've got some time, so that's good. Right. (laughs) So you mentioned college. What do you have your plans kind of already set um, in Um, terms of where you hope to be next year? I mean, I've been looking at Denver University out there. Yeah. Otherwise, I was maybe thinking of just like staying home and maybe like not like doing online school, but like being able to take a few weeks off here and there and just go out west and train every during those times or maybe take a couple of years here and then transfer out there. Yeah, obviously, since you've skied out in Breckenridge and Winter Park and even Park City, obviously some great places out there. And I know some other athletes have gone to Denver university for that exact reason so that they can get out on the slopes in the winter. So that's not a bad option. If you decide to, if, if that's the course you decide to, to take and, and besides uh, sports, what are some other things that you like to do? Um, I love hanging out with the family, you know, in the summer, like going to the family cabin, just relaxing with them and have some fun time there. I can out with my friends, just like, Let's say the hockey weekend, just hanging out, maybe in the hotel or somewhere and just hang out and just chat. Um, I mean, sports is like what I like to do. So I like to like do different sporting activities. Like I like to, um, I like to, I've done rowing and I like to bike and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And what does sport, what, what, ha- I know you like to do sports, but what has sports meant to you? It's shown me that I can be like anyone else and I am an athlete and it's helped me realize that I can, I guess, push through my disability and be anything I want to be. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, a lot of folks would echo that sentiment. So that's awesome. And I know we didn't talk about it, but uh, what are you, if you're comfortable, talk a little bit about your disability. Um. Well, I have a not a, not spinal bifida, but something very similar to that. It's called mediastinal aplasia. Basically, my spinal cord stopped development at one point, and then it redeveloped at another point. While I was um, obviously in the womb, and then basically, I have no functions in my legs, only hip flexion, and so I'm in a manual wheelchair, and I'm fused in the back at L two. And so I have very little feeling in my legs and my feet. And how about your core? Got good um, upper, upper I have most of my core, but not all. Okay. Or it's very limited. And I know if you're competing at a, at a level, I know you, you try, to, try to engage some of that, you know, as much as you can, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you mentioned, obviously, some of your coaches and the coaches at the Mono Camp. 
Um, what is it? What has it been? I guess what what does it mean to you to have you know coaching and kind of that level of support and and uh, what have you been able to to learn or gain or or gain from coaches? Well, they've given me always the reassurance of that I can do it and I can go where I want to go if I just put in the work and time and efforts. They've obviously taught me a lot of different things of basic race strategies and how to prepare for a race and obviously how to do well. They've also taught me how to um, just improve by myself as well, you know, and get better through time and effort. And during the during the pandemic, uh, I know you missed out on like some things like track and field, but how did you, how did you connect with your coaches and your, and the programs that you, and sports that you participate in and how did you, how did the, the pandemic impact your training? Um, well, so well, during the pandemic over the summer, um, one of the, the chapter I live up here, they were held, holding like virtual like biking classes. So I do those every week. No, I, actually, it was almost every day, actually, for like oh, wow. a month or two straight. And then um, luckily, I was still able to ski and participate in my ski race club. And so I'd kind of be able to see some of the volunteers from the chapter up here and just kind of connect with them and just chat, say hi. But um, it didn't change too much of my training, like on hill by the time because pandemic didn't start till after that first year um but other than that it just obviously you had to do a lot of like working out in your home and stuff yeah and and so you were able to at least get out on the mountain during the winter then that, that's good it was yes and and remind me what is your home mountain up there that's <laughs> spear mountain okay yeah i was trying to remember and i couldn't and um uh, is w- w- of the mountains that you've been on, what what would you say is your favorite? Do you have a favorite mountain? Um, I think. I mean, I've been. I think either Winter Park or Keystone. Okay. Yeah. Good choices. Winter Park's typically a a contender, and um, Keystone's kind of fun because it's kind of a smaller, but still very fun to be at. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you haven't had an international competition yet. Uh, you haven't had, you haven't traveled overseas yet, huh? No. When, when, uh, when do you, I guess, hope, uh, obviously with your goals and plans, when do you hope to, to enter, enter a first international competition? I mean, I guess I haven't thought a lot about that, but ideally if I was going for the 2026, probably the next one to three years, you know? Okay. And that's when I'd start really training because, like, next year, hopefully, I'd be out west and training every day and doing all that. And then I'd just kind of build myself up. 